Welcome to the Living Loved Podcast. I'm Drew Jarrett, and with me is friend and brother in Christ, Jim Richter, child of God, husband, father, now a grandfather, and pastor of the Vine Church in Walker, Michigan. You know, it's just great questions that people wrestle with. How do we find rest? The call of life. What should I do with my life? I think that's a big deal. Do what God made you to do. You are welcome to join us today as we discuss living love to sons and daughters of God the Father and sisters and brothers of His Son, Jesus. What is success? Success is just obedience. In our conversations, we never know where the Holy Spirit might want to lead us as we struggle together while we discover what it means to live loved by God here and at livinglove.life. It's just two guys struggling on a journey. I think that's appealing. You are welcome to walk with us and discover as we do what the Spirit may want to show us, maybe for the first time. How'd your weekend go? We did a lot of work. It's getting harder and harder to remember what I did during a day. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that happens when you get older or just when you have more on your mind or what, but I don't know. I keep getting more and more overwhelmed. I've been doing this working seven days a week thing just because, you know, I have to. It's like I got to I got to work eight days a week just to stay behind. And yeah. I can't I can't get it all done. And, you know, I'm just so tired all the time. And I'm wondering, toying with the idea of try, just trying to force myself not to work like on Saturdays or something, just pick a day and just not do anything. It just seems so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's always more to do than we have hours in the day to get it done. I think that's why the Lord commanded Sabbath. <laughs> because if it was left up to us, we just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm horrible at it. Horrible. I like to be moving and doing. Don't like to give up on the to-do list. But, man, the words about Sabbath are so strong. Before the commandments, there's Sabbath. (laughs) We hear about the Sabbath in Genesis. God looked at all his work and he rested. It wasn't that God needed rest, he celebrated. And then he rolls it into the commandments and say, now you rest. You make sure you remember who's creator. And you make sure and remember your life is in my hands. Your life is not in your own hands. It's in my hands. You take a day and rest, and you just think about that. (laughs) I like your idea about the take a day and celebrate. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I get the sense that after all creation was made, that's what that day was about. And isn't that what worship is? You know, it's celebration. You know, our celebrations are best when the heart and center of it is God. And all that he's given us. So if we're with family, man, he's given us family. If we're with friends, he's given us friends. If we're out having a picnic, he's given us creation. It's a day to celebrate all that he is and has done. Interesting. My big discovery for the weekend was preached on the parable of the prodigal son on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah, and the man had two sons. The younger son comes and asks him for his share of the estate. And then it says, the father divided his estate to give his younger son his share. That word, divided his estate, is the word bion. It's the same word as bios or biology. We hear it in that word. It's bio. It's, it's life. 
he divided his life. And it comes back to that in the end where the older son is self-righteous and not coming into the celebration with the younger son who came home. And he said, this guy who squandered your life, your buy-on on prostitutes, you throw a party for him because he came home and you didn't do anything for me. And then the father comes back and he says, Son, I am always with you. See, the party is found in the life of God. It's the relationship that we have with God. It was a really aha kind of moment for me. So God invites us into his life, his celebration, his party, everything he is. Growing up like I did in this, I guess, average middle America, broken family home kind of single parent deal and growing up in the church, I kind of feel like it's wrong to take a day off. Like it's a, it's a punishment. <laughs> if you, if you take a day off, it's, and that's not really what I'm trying to say either. It's more like I can't believe that, you know, if you work for a job that never gives you paid holidays and never gives you bonuses and makes you, you know, it's always screaming at you for being, you know, a minute late or a minute early or whatever, you work for a, a better boss and they're like, oh yeah, you know what, we're all going to go out to lunch today and it's on the company. <laughs> You think it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And so yeah. taking a day off seems wrong. It seems like, well, if we're taking Saturdays or Sundays off or something, it, you know, God's going to be shaking a finger at us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why God gave us the law. Because it's the word of God. And he says, rest. You know, and obviously that pointed towards the Lord of the Sabbath, the New Testament shows us that Jesus is our rest. And so, He's the spiritual rest, you know, freedom from slavery to sin, freedom from do, 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 I've got to do this to please God. He's the Sabbath. Okay, so we learn that in Matthew 12. In Matthew 11, Jesus says right before it, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So Jesus is the Lord, and we always take that, okay, that's spiritual, that's fine. But don't forget the physical part of it. And the commandments still stand in the sense that they're good. They don't accuse us. We don't get saved by doing the commandments. We get saved by Jesus, who did them perfect, because we can't die for our sins on the cross. But the commandments are still good. Like They're good. And so God is the one that gives us permission and even says, you need physical rest. Sarah and I have gone to Israel four times. And I'll tell you, I saw the joy of it and the freedom of it. And it was so cool to see these Jewish families just enjoying grace. The Sabbath is grace. Enjoying grace. Six o'clock, Friday night, they just work stops. They have this beautiful family meal together. And then they rest. They rest until 6 p.m. on Saturday. It's 24 hours of just, yeah, laying around, maybe going to the pool. They just rest. There's no accusing finger. There's no, you lazy bones. They rest in God. And I think that's the gift God gives us. Now, whether we receive it or not, I guess that's up to us. But he gives it. He gives it. 
again, you know, we know it doesn't have to be on that day, but I still think that call to have physical rest stands. You know, it's good. It's a guideline for life. For me, it's just going to have to be something that I got to get used to doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I said that. I shared a biblical view of that with you, but I don't do it well. I don't do it well at all. It's really hard. I wonder if we just need some practical steps to do it. I was talking this weekend with my wife about my music and how to move forward with that. I've been trying to practice my songs more, getting them ready to try to record one of them anyway. And I'm just like, what am I doing this for? And, you know, because experience has told me that this isn't going to work. You know, it's not going to be popular. People aren't going to respond to it. You know, in her position, basically as well, you know, people just don't know about it. You know, you have to publicize, you have to tell people about it and you got to say look here's a new song you have to buy this and <laughs> that's the way advertising yeah. is done you need this you know you listen on the tv late at night and they're like you need this thing and i'm like oh that just seems like it's lying to them or manipulating them and i don't want to do that yeah. and, and she said well yeah but you know <laughs> uh these people they don't need the chopper what they need is the truth of god they need it so i don't know is it manipulation I just want to offer it to people, but people don't even know it's there. Kind of like the Sabbath. I don't know if they realize that it's there for them and they don't take advantage of it because they don't know they need it. They don't, they haven't experienced the Sabbath. So they don't, they haven't experienced the, the rest that it gives or whatever, whatever benefit it gives them. They don't even know what that would be. All they see it as, oh, I'm, this is, a, you know, 16 hours today. I could be, you know, painting the deck or the house yeah. or, you know, pressure washing something or I got to get these bills in the mail or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple aspects to that. Number one, do what God made you to do. And you know, leave the results up to God. So I believe you have a real gift of putting life in words and sometimes hard things of life in words. And I think it's something that people can relate to. Now, that you're right. You know, how do you get that word out? How do they even know about it? Well, I think that's another step. But first, it's just a matter of just being faithful to who God made you and finding joy in that. I'm a pastor that's helping start a church during COVID-19. <laughs> you know, I've always said, Lord, I don't care if it's only me and you. You know, you made me to preach and teach the gospel, and I'll preach and teach for you. But, man, it's, it's really hard to do that. Churches are worshiping about 15% of what they were before COVID. So as a pastor, you start eating those words, and they don't always taste good. But it's true. Just be faithful. You know, and then you leave the results of it up to God. What is success? I like that success is just obedience. In God's eyes, He's got a plan and you'll be the judge of what success means. But ultimately our job is simply obedience. That's success. And then the other part of it is, well, what about marketing or getting it out? Well, sure. I think that's part of the call, right? One of our appointed readings in church yesterday was that scripture from Romans 10. And I see you and your call as a troubadour, <laughs> a music minister who just puts life song, you know, life into words, into song. I see you as a good newser. 
a good newser, okay? So you bring the word, you bring it together with life experience, and it's good news. And so yesterday in church, we read in Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 14, how then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching to them? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. I, I see you as part of that core of those who've been called to get the good news out. Uh, we all are, really. I think part of that call is figuring out ways to share it, to meet people on the highways and the byways of this world. Now, you know, a lot of that is done digitally in the internet. Some of it's done coffee house. Some of it would be done park, whatever. There's opportunity. Go share the good. You know, during COVID, it's been kind of cool because some people with musical gifts have been doing these neighborhood concerts and man, People were just like looking for that. They came out and sat in their lawn chairs on their lawn and, and listened. I mean, what a great opportunity to be a troubadour, you know, a good newser. You know, I just marvel at the Holy Spirit, Drew, because I say this all the time. And I know you think about it, even, you know, before podcasts, you think about our conversations before we get on the phone because your mind's always ticking. You got a deep, rich mind. But our conversations are always so rich, and I just really love it. You know, we always get on some subject that I think is really relevant. Today, you talk about Sabbath, like none of us do that good. Like we're horrible at it. And here it's this this gift. God knew we would struggle at it, so what does he do? He puts it in a commandment. <laughs> and we still, you know, we still... Like, really? I think it's lazy to do that, or unproductive, or I'm not getting my task list down. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're not supposed to trust ourselves. We're supposed to trust him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want us exhausted. He wants us to be rest. He doesn't want us to be a slave. He wants us to be a son. I'm like, whoa, that's, we just, we just pass over that too quick. He wants us to be a son. All right, brother. Well, I love you. Thank you just grateful the conversation today yeah ditto we'll talk to you later all right take care thank bye. you bye how was your weekend was it restful do you take time once a week to celebrate do you force yourself do you feel guilty when you do the sabbath day is a command it's a celebration and it's for our good our sabbath day begins with resting from our previous day's work and feasting in celebration because our work is done then our Sabbath day moves on to sleeping and then even more relaxing when we wake up. That blows my mind. I've never thought about it like this before. And, because it's a command, if I don't take a whole day off and relax, I'm actually sinning against God. It's hard to believe. All my life I've been breaking God's first rule, not honoring Him. We actually get many Sabbaths every day. When we wake up in the morning, our day is already half done, and all we need to do is join God in the work He has been preparing for us to do all night long. We don't even have to plan that work, just show up and help Him out, by doing our part. Just be faithful. I wonder what could happen in my life if I start keeping this one command. What is success? Could it be simpler than we think? 
Are surrender and patience harder than anything we've experienced before? Or is it as simple as just doing what God made us to do? All we have to do is find out what that is and do it. The gifts God has given us will be for the work we're supposed to be doing. When the prodigal son left, he demanded half of his father's life. His father divided his life and gave half of his life to his rebellious son and half of his life to his faithful son. How are we spending our portion of our father's life, the life he's given us? No matter what we end up talking about when we get together, discovering truths, applying truth to life, figuring out how life experiences are really growing us, and though we might have challenged each other, maybe said some hard things, we always seem to walk away from the conversations encouraged because of the fellowship we've shared. Living loved by God is about sharing the life God has given us with Him. Not just knowing about Him in our minds, but also living in a real-time relationship with Him in our five senses. When you share life with Him, though you may still feel alone, you never really are. You are not alone in your experiences, not alone in your fears. Take this seriously. Jesus says, when two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. We have an advocate in Jesus, and his spirit is together with us right now. We call this the Living Love Podcast because being confused, asking questions, finding some answers but not every answer, and knowing we're not alone is what living love by God is all about. You're very welcome to walk with us again anytime, because it can be in the walking out of life together, the struggle, the questioning, the tripping up, the falling down, celebrating each other's victories, sharing each other's joys, sitting with each other in the bomb crater, crying with one another in the loss, that life and answers can still sometimes be found and is all a part of living love by God.